Welcome to the Buddha Belly Life Podcast, empowering purpose, mind to microbiome, a mind-body-soul approach to life, starting with your gut. Join me, Coach Britt, as I interview top wellness entrepreneurs and microbiome science geeks, and together we mastermind a bucket list kind of life while building the ultimate vessel to live it in. Welcome to your Buddha Belly Life. Don't forget to take notes. Hello, guys. It's Coach Britt, and welcome to session three of the Buddha Belly Life podcast, interviewing myself for this first uh, session or for this first set of episodes. And I brought in again, my guest interviewer, Trent Grandstaff. Yo. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and he is going to be getting into the fun stuff today. So if you haven't caught the last two mm-hmm. episodes all about who I am and gut health, um, you can review them before this. And then today he will touch on some funner. We're in, we're going to do more of the personal conversation in the next two episodes here. So welcome Trent back to this crazy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I do shower and change my clothes, but we're just doing yeah. these back to back. Same so here. Don't. My shirt even says laugh. And darn it, you can't see it. I thought we'd see it today. I just okay. see the ugh. I know. <laughs> that works too. I Six kids. Ugh. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, previous episodes talking about mental health, gut health, uh, the connectivity about uh, healthy gut leading to a healthy lifestyle or healthy living, not dealing with disease and sickness that's running rampant right now in our society. And today we're going to be talking about getting paid for your passion, which is something I'm a big fan of. Took me a long time to get there, but boy, I'll tell you, once you're getting paid to do what you love and you're passionate about, you'll never go back. So take us in, Brittany, tell us. I love that you said that part because it's, it's so funny. I always, I, so I train health coaches, right. And I do a lot in business. So yes, I'm the gut health junkie and I'm a passionate person and I write and I talk and I, I never stop talking, but I do a ton with business strategy because when I started cultivating my passion, I had to, it was grassroots. I mean, it was just like this little stuff. And now it's like what I know now, five years in um, to this industry, to the school is incredible the amount of stuff I've learned. And I've helped, you know, launch over 150 coaches businesses to date. And each one of them has their own little thing, their own like niche, their own take and direction in health and wellness. And and by doing that, you start learning so many little tips and tricks and things. So I'm so passionate about the business part. You think I'm passionate about gut health? I'm passionate about this piece of it and not for the sake of just business and getting paid and whatever but it's again like we talked about in the past episodes if you could rub a, a genie lamp and get any life you want you know and do anything more wishes. For, for a paycheck yeah <laughs> you can't wish for more you did you not see aladdin you never get a for more wishes still gonna we try. all know that trent <laughs> and don't ask to be the genie we've learned two things from that movie Jafar. power is dangerous Bad <laughs> don't move, be greedy Jafar. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but if you could, what would that look like? And I was able to touch on the level of that, you know, I was so blessed, but I also worked my butt off and learned little by little. So it's like helping other people do that, seeing that when I get off the phone with people, most more often than not, they're so jazzed about life. And it's not just life, it's their life. It's the direction they are going with their passion, with their business, how they're going to help people. And that is the coolest thing to experience. I love helping people heal their gut. Um, but I love, love, love helping people design life. Like it's rad. 
Yeah. Well, I think that falls right in line with like, what, what's the point in getting your gut healthy and being really healthy if you hate what it is you do or who you work for, right? So it yeah. falls in line with just developing and, and creating the ultimate life that, that ultimately anyone can have if they're willing to put the work in and overcome their fear. So what made you pursue this industry? Um, you know, I mean, it was kind of accidental. I, I always knew that I wanted to be in wellness to some degree. I mean, when I went, started going, working on my own health in my early 20s, I got really passionate, kind of fanatic about it, honestly. And I wasn't really doing it the best way at the time because mm-hmm. I didn't know enough. Um, but when I did, I got pretty passionate about it where you're just like, I'm reading over a hundred and some books and I'm wanted. I could talk about it all day long. And I was a hairdresser at the time. So my clients were just like, whoa, Brittany can tell me anything about nutrition. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I should was not getting paid enough for all that at one time. But, uh, <laughs> it, but I was like, you know, if I ever did anything else, I liked hair, but I didn't love it. I then went on to own coffee stands. I love making coffee. I really do. Um, but I'm not passionate about making coffee, you know, and, and I wanted to have something I was passionate. And so I, I was in health and wellness on my own time for a decade and was always, I looked at what I could do professionally with that, you know, school and such. And I looked at what was really available. And for me locally, um, the only degree that was somewhat attractive to me was like, I would have to, it was, it was, it, I would have gotten an, a registered dietitian. I would become registered dietitian and exercise physiologist and a lot of things that sounded appealing. But when I looked at the information I was going to be intaking and how political a lot of that education was and how lacking it was in the information that I was receiving, that I was using to help heal my own body and take care of issues that no one was ever able to help me with. My mental health, my anxiety, my infertility, you know, panic. We wouldn't even get into my hormonal stuff. Um, I was like, I don't want to do that. And I didn't really want to just be in a hospital setting tending to sick patients. I want to be there to prevent people from getting sick. I want to be there when they come out of the hospital and they're like, I'm not going back to the hospital. I'm doing something different. And so I was like, what is there that does this? And there just wasn't anything much at the time. So when I came, when I discovered coaching and that becoming a certified health coach was a thing. I was like, this is my thing. So after my second son, I sold my brick and mortar business and I got certified as a health coach. And through doing that, um, I went to a school that taught very different than what I teach now, which is ironic and funny. Um, but when I graduated, I started writing an outline for a book and it was just my project to graduate. And it was about gut health and they didn't really know a lot about gut health. So I ended up kind of teaching it to people through the school and to the people that they had at the school and teaching the, the educator for the school, you know? Um, so I was teaching gut health there. So I published this book with really no idea what to do with it. In fact, I wrote that book out of the driver's seat in my car when my son was five months old and he was with me full, like all the time because his dad worked. And so I would drive him around. He did not sleep off a boob unless he was driving in a car midday. So I had one break in any given day to drive him to sleep and do anything. So either you sleep, I don't know, you do something else, whatever people do, or you sit parked in a parking lot in front of the river with a baby in the back seat and a little tablet. And you start writing this book because you just are so passionate about something. Right. And that's how this all came to be. It was from the book. 
it turned into a course. Oh, that's the second. If I don't hit this once in each episode, it's bad luck. So Should we give the audience a break to go change their shorts? <laughs> yeah, <Jeez>. sorry. <laughs> I was just really trying to drive the point home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slamming the mic. So I, I write the book. I, it turns into a course that I start teaching alongside the school. Um, and me and the, we were not in alignment. She was, you know, more for uh, money and getting money from the students instead of actually seeing them into fruition, get their businesses and things going. So we ended up parting ways, which was great. And I developed the Holistic Wellness Coaching Academy, which became a full health coach training school. So that everything from gut health to holistic coaching to mindset. And now we work in, you know, microbiome analysis and science too. So that is how I got into this school thing. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a conscious overnight decision from A to B to C, right? So what's that journey been like for you of, of starting HWCA and having that fulfill your purpose? You know, I, it's a roller coaster, right? I mean, business is just a roller coaster. And mm-hmm. I think often when we start something that's a passion field, um, we have to start while we are juggling other things. So I was juggling being a mom and I had had a little, some finances from the sale of my business to pay some bills for a year, to buy me some time, right? And my husband worked, but we did not have much money at all. We lived quite low income at the time. And I appreciated that he, this is my ex-husband now, but at least appreciated that he supported that process of me doing that. And so when we're working on something as a passion, or like a lot of people are working on building something while they're still at a nine to five, you know, they're building that thing they really want while they're working the thing that pays the bills. Um, And a lot of us are doing that. And so while I was doing that part, I think that we, we see it as a, we're passionate about it, but it's a, it's like a side gig, right? Or it's Mm -hmm. like, it's a craft, it's a thing. And there's a swapping point when you have to, you realize, okay, this actually has potential or I'm ready to get it to its potential. And you have to actually treat it like a business. And that point is when it gets crazy because now it's not like, oh, cool. I, I enrolled a student. I sold a program. I, I have a book. I did it. Now it's like, all right, I got bills to pay. Now I've got outgoing expenses. Now this is a real thing. Now I've spent 20 grand on a website portal. Like this is a real deal now, you know, and that you worked, make- that worked really well for you. <laughs> it, it did, but there were mistakes along the way. You and I've had yeah. conversations on poor, like investment in advertising potential that, you know, wasted $7,000 when I was a single mom and, you know, things like that. But, mm-hmm. but I was blessed to use, you know, to be able to support my kids as a single mom and choose not to take, take child support and choose not to put them in daycare and all of those things. And I was able to do that because I was committed to creating something now. But at that point of going out on my own, when I, when I knew I was going to be a single mom was when I knew like, this has to be a business. I have to treat this like a business. And that is investing in it on a regular potential or a regular, uh, you know, over and over again. Yeah. What, uh, at what point did it go from passion to feeling like a massive burden to feeling like this is fulfilling what you really want to do? Because we all know if you've been in business, that's yeah. the roller coaster. Yeah. And sometimes it's not, doesn't stay there. Sometimes it goes back to being a burden, to fulfilling, to back to being a burden. But yeah, yeah. Talk, walk, walk us through that. Like what, what were the moments where you, where you felt like, oh my gosh, I don't know if this is going to work. I think yeah. I was always passionate about the parts that came 
um, into fruition. I was always passionate about the students when I was helping them with stuff and when I was teaching and leading the masterminds. Where I started not being so passionate was all the systems that were put into business that needed to generate a sale. So that was like content and lead generation and this stuff, right? And ads all, and all like, the footwork. The, all the- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, this sucks. And then I and then you get to that point where, you know, 80% of your time, and if you're smart, is doing the things that generate the income. Or else a lot of us where we make mistakes and a lot of my coaches and, and entrepreneurs, they make mistakes in putting all their time into the crafty creative part still. And mm-hmm. they forgo the part that's turning clients and, and, and creating income into business. And you get to the point where you're like, this part sucks. I want this part. I want to do what the 20% part, like I want to do it all the time. Right. Um, and so it was like, I was getting a taste for the passion piece. And then I was spending so much time in the part I didn't like. And it wasn't until honestly more recently that I started really absorbing the idea of utilizing other people and where to intelligently invest, where it was worth the money to pay someone else to do things that were not I should not be doing that. I shouldn't be doing those things and they could do it for less than what my time was worth. And it actually does help generate revenue. And guess what? It frees up more time for me to be in that place doing the things I love, like launching a freaking podcast with six kids (laughs) and a couple businesses. And you know, that clicking point was like, all right, cool. This is now how like your business becomes legit. This is how you, you love what you do. And for me to stick some, for me to be in the same industry for over five years now, says a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That says I found my place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think like, I want to, I want to drive that home for anybody who is thinking about like, I want to do my passion, right? I want to get paid to do my passion. Mm -hmm. Everyone experiences, I mean, I'm doing what I'm passionate about, right? I love making videos. I love doing photography and I love being in the mental health field. And I love how they're all starting to kind of converge together. But 100%, there is a moment that you will hit where you'll go, what the hell is this? This is a burden. This sucks. I'm going to fail it's no, I don't feel passionate about this. I hate this. Right. And it's actually, that's meant to be there because that's the filtration process to keep all the competition out. That's just there for the money. Right. Because the money's not going to just come. Mm -hmm. You have to keep at it. And that's where the passion, the passion is the boat that gets you to the other side of the channel. Right. And like, if you don't have that passion, you you're just swimming. Right. And those perseverance that it takes. Yep. The money, the money will get you to swim out a ways, but as soon as you're too tired, you'll quit. You'll, you'll go, it's not worth it. And it's the passion that that's that boat, right? You yes. still gotta, you still, it's, it's not a motorboat, it's oars and it's going <laughs> to hurt your back and it's going to suck. And you're going to go, I feel like I'm drifting all over the place, but eventually you get there. And so, yeah, I just want to like, as an entrepreneur, I feel like it's important mm-hmm. to, to say, cause I think that, you know, if people are listening to this, I imagine you're going to have people that are interested in gut health and mental health. And then those who want, are thinking about becoming a, a, a coach, you know? And I think that like, if that's something, if that, if you do have the passion for that hundred percent, you should go for it. Um, so what is your vision for the future of HWCA? What does it look like in going forward. So I would say that HWCA 
So when we started, I mean, I was like, I want to, we, I want to be the biggest coaching school. I want to be the most well-known coaching school. And we've, we've shifted that vision recently because I trained so many coaches that come from different programs. I, I got a good idea and there's some great ones. I mean, people have to really shop around and just figure out what suits them and what they want to use it for. I, I always, recommend that they sh- they shop around and ask questions and interview. Um, you interview the school. So you decide who gets your money and who's going to give you what you want from it. Um, but I guarantee I'll be the funnest person you talk to on the phone. So that's, <laughs> as long as I'm There's the one no, doing it still. Pretty soon no doubt. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. So, um, but that used to be the vision. And now it's, you know, now the vision more is I want to, now that we've advanced into the advanced gut health and microbiome testing, where we're actually able to go bring together microbiome stool analysis testing and the a client's symptomology with what we know with diet, lifestyle, and then these this science, because it's advanced science. It's not like a lot of the tests that you'll find. These are like clinician level. Um, now that we're able to put this together, we can just do so much with people. And so we actually have a team, a Buddha Belly team coming out of the school now, and they will be working with practitioners. So in your chiropractic offices and your naturopaths and everything. So the goal now for me with HWCA is to be the school that turns out the most trusted coaches and professionals that bridge the gap now between practitioner and client. And that will just make me freaking happy. And they're just going to lead the world in their best life, starting with their guts. (laughs) I love it. Hang on one second. I'm sure everybody wants to see. Oh, look bones. So is that a puppy or a dinosaur? (laughs) This is my, yeah. Five month old Great Dane who obviously wants some attention, which is a great time yeah. to wrap this up. Guys, thank you so much for being uh, with us on this episode. Brittany, I love hearing your passion for your business. Um, I love what you're doing with this, and I'm so excited to watch more episodes, which, by the way, guys, one more with me on it. So be sure to tune in, and we'll see you later. Thanks for joining us in this week's Buddha Belly Life podcast. For more episodes, coaching resources, and gut programs, visit BuddhaBellyLife.com. Don't forget to put us in your schedule for next week. And remember, keep showing up and enjoy the journey.